It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And this week for show number 215, for the week of August 2nd, 2018, we're taking things a little bit different. It's the end of summer. We're wrapping up before school gets back in session and things get a little freaky. And to help us celebrate something that's going to be a little bit of freaky, a little bit of Friday, and a little bit of fun this weekend, we have none other than Ricky He stopping in here this week. Now, Ricky is from the all-new Disney Channel original movie, Freaky Friday. Yes, the fourth incarnation of this film but the thing that's slightly different about this one is this version of freaky friday is the musical based off the broadway production so it's going to be fun and different and ricky's going to stop in and talk about what it was like being part of this all-new musical adaption of freaky friday as well as being part of great shows like trial and error with john lithgow arrow and so much more in addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, and Dominic is back with the short leash with those tips and tricks to make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation when you're short on time and short on money. We also have Michael back. He is roaming through the parks, he's having fun, and he's taking you on that trip in Walt's footsteps this week. We also have Frank with a little bit of wit and wisdom and inspiration with the Disney quote of the week. We have Charles back taking a look on the Hollywood Walk with more about our very special guest here this week, Ricky He. And let's not forget Trisha and Jamie with those magical munchings because your stomach is hungry, you're getting ready to eat, it's growling, and so much more. And we're welcoming back after a short hiatus, we have Alexa here with the latest from the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts with Disney Parks in 5. There's all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire from the Disney Channel, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, Iron Man, and so much more. So we are glad to be back once again here at the show. So like I said, it's going to be a little bit different, and if I sound a little bit different, because it is that tail end of summer, I'm doing something slightly different here this week. Yes, I am not in the studio. I am actually sitting down by a river doing the show remote this week. I figured it's a great summer day. Have some fun, great atmosphere, and more. I mean, I just figured this is the way to do it before things get a little freaky here this weekend. So before I jump into this week's show and kick things off here, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation when you're short on time and short on money. They're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process. They have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have. They're award-winning, and they are absolutely free. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, as I mentioned, I am out. I'm sitting by a creek here. We're doing things remote. It's going to be fun. So let's officially kick off show number 215 for the week of August 2nd, 2018 by getting ready for a little bit of a freaky Friday weekend. I'll be right back, all of you D-heads. So, 
you're never going to believe me. No one in their right mind could ever possibly believe me. But what I'm about to tell you is true. 100% true. Everything started the day before my mom got married. Honey! The day that I had, I'm Ellie. talking mind-bending. Ellie. Bananas. Ellie. What? Hi, sweetie. This is my mother. I'm in the middle of a story. I know. I'm being supportive. Mom! Fine. I'm going. Just one day, that's all I need Just a day without her nagging Just one day, I beg, I plead But the drag just keeps on dragging While I wish for just one Monday or a Friday to be free Free to slouch and sulk and mumble and be messy and be me All I ask is for 12 hours to live my life my way Just one simple, awesome, crazy, kick-ass day day she's on my back she's been riding me forever on my faults and all i lack and all i oh whatever because i'm lazy and i'm average and i'm sloppy for start and i know she'd like a daughter who was pretty thin and smart and i know she's freaking perfect but i'll never be that way not for a single solitary Tonight is the rehearsal and there is no room for error I mean not one flaw We've got guests in just ten hours Dress the tables, trim the flowers I want beauty and perfection I want total awe And with Weddings Magazine here For a feature on the scene here The business is depending on this one success Now breathe, but thank you, Tori And in fact, that is the story So get moving, move this produce And remove this mess Just one day is all I want With my family united Fears at bay, no fights, no taunts Just the four of us delighted I mean, look, I love my kids I love my work, I love my life And I love my fiancé And in a day I'll be his wife And I'll throw the perfect wedding And I'll throw the bride's bouquet And we'll have one happy, loving family Fletcher is puppeting me again! One more day, she'll fight and fuss When her joy is all I'm after It's been a long, tough time for us Now it's time to hear some laughter Cause I only want her happy and well punctual and clean But she mumbles and she grumbles and at times she's upright mean She's bright and so insightful but those traits aren't on Really fast, tonight is the hunt. It's an epic scavenger hunt, and I really want to win. There's just one issue. Just one day, that's all I seek, and I have been asking nicely. Just one day, it's not a week, it's a night to speak precisely. And the hunt is not a stunt, it's my one shot at fame. To be someone who is something, not just what's her name. If I'm in it, I can win it, if she'd only say okay. Seabass isn't fresh, it's three days dead Mom, I really need to know if I can wait now where'd she go But I'll never draw her focus from the 
Breaking news, you look like a realtor. In each other's shoes. Mommy! Hi, nerd face, get in. You're ready to do carpool. Listen! No farts. And seeing the world. My back feels fantastic. From a whole new perspective. What's up? You are being super weird today. Ellie's bright. She's special. I she am. Is. She I is. We are. Disney Channel presents. Do you have an explanation for this? You are grounded for a month. <gasps> Freaky Friday. Being an adult is super unfun. Coming to Disney Channel. Hey, this is Ryan Malgarini from Freaky Friday, How to Get Fried Worms, and the new upcoming project, The Young Kieslowski. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. I'd like to be you for a day. 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 I'd like to climb into the dreams you and the child inside Whatever makes you smile I'd like to see it go ahead and free What's on your mind when you hear a tune or a 
like to be you for a day. Like to be you for a day. There's so much more I need to understand. It's not enough to simply hold your hand and hear the words you say. I wanna touch you. I wanna reach you in every single way. I'd like to be. What happens when daughter and mother become each other? I wish I could switch places with her. Barbara Harris is a teenage mother, and Jodie Foster is a middle-aged daughter. John Aston is a confused male chauvinist. You've never called me daddy before. No. It's Freaky Friday, a real comedy switch from Walt Disney Productions, rated G. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's Final too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Kari only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, all of you Disney fans, I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 215 for the week of August 2nd, 2018, as we are getting ready for a freaky Friday of a weekend. Yes, we're changing things up. It's going to be freaky. It's going to be crazy because we have none other than Ricky He. Yes, he plays Ellie's best friend in the musical adaptation of Freaky Friday coming to the Disney Channel on August 10th. In addition, we have the D team here. We have Dominic. Frank, Michael, Alexa, Charles, Trisha, Jamie, all stopping in with signature segments and all kinds of fun. And as I already mentioned once before, if things sound a little bit different here this week, that's because I went ahead and I am sitting by a creek. I am not lying here. I'm sitting by a creek. There's running water. I am just doing the show outside. It is the tail end of summer, so I figured why not do it outside? Have fun. Just this last push of summer vacation before kids go back to school and life gets crazy once again. So before we jump into this week's show and that news hot off the D-wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DizRadioShow. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. And maybe you're looking for that mental fitness, that physical fitness, cycling, biking, running, you name it. You can join up with the Diz Ninjas on Facebook as well or also at DizNinjas.com. That's D-I-Z Ninjas.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, 
all of which are going to help you find our show, make it fun, you make it unique, and interact with us. And maybe you're sitting in that cubicle at work. You're driving to work. You want the latest shows as it gets released right away. You can't wait to hear my voice rambling, whether it's by a creek outside here this week or sitting in the studio. You want to hear from the D-team. No matter what, you want it instantly. Just go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio. It is that simple. Go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Search Diz Radio, Disney Blue, or Disney On Demand, all three of which will help you find our fun, unique, magical, different kind of Disney show. And if you can't remember anything I just said, even though I am talking slower than I normally do because I think it's just the outside weather is doing it, but even if you can't remember, just go to DizRadio.com and all these links are there as well. It is out of the way. It is time to press on here. And let's jump into that news hot off the D-wire. And how about the Disneyland Resort All-American College Band is now inspiring with all new performances at the company's Buena Vista headquarters. That is right, Yamaha Corporation of America plan to host the Disneyland Resort All-American College Band once again, one of the most prestigious music programs in the country. Now, Yamaha is the official supplier of the musical instruments for the Disneyland Resort, providing a broad range of instruments for the resort's performers as part of their musical educational partnership. Now, as I said, presented by Yamaha since 2007, the 21-member ensemble gave a rousing lunchtime concert, as they put it, on the front steps of the company's headquarters in Buena Park, delighting Yamaha employees and children from the Boys and Girls Club of Buena Park and the mayor. Now, launched at Disneyland in 1971, yes, going way back here, and Walt Disney World in 1972, the All-American Band was designed to cultivate relationships between the Disneyland Resort and colleges and universities around the country, selecting the top college band students for a world-class summer internship program. Now, the collaboration between Disney and Yamaha has afforded student guests of Disneyland Resort with a meaningful musical experience and high-quality products that are maintained by some of the world's most experienced instrument experts. Now, among the instruments Yamaha provides for these in this selected program are flutes, clarinets, saxophones, trumpets, flugelhorns, trombones, mellophones, tubas, horns, and marching bass drums, as well as a silent bass. Now, Yamaha and Disneyland Resort have enjoyed a long-standing relationship for the past 28 years, and Disneyland is one of the largest employers of professional musicians in the world, and Yamaha has outfitted those players with professional-grade instruments, including Yamaha drum sets, which occupy the stage at performance venues, and many other things, including upright pianos and more. Now, this is a fantastic way for them to just give back, have fun, and the All-American College Marching Band at Disneyland is always a fun one. Now, as they've released in their press statement, Yamaha values the success of talented young musicians, and our collaboration with Disneyland Resort speaks to the unwavering support for music education as that we enjoy together, said David Jewell, Marketing Communications Manager for the Yamaha Corporation of America. Providing high-quality instruments needed by the Disneyland Resort All-American College Band allows members to excel in their musical careers and, in turn, inspire young children to explore the joys of making music. Watching the reaction of the children from the Boys and Girls Club and more just made it that much more enjoyable. So definitely great and fun. If you want to check them out, they will be at the Disneyland Resort for the next year, and it is a great show to check out. Now, since we are talking about music, let's keep it on a musical front. And how about the Disney Concert Series Star Wars film is coming? Yes, the Disney Concert Star Wars Films Concert Series is coming with A New Hope, 
and The Empire Strikes Back. That's right, the Los Angeles Philharmonic will present screenings of the complete films in high def on the Hollywood Bowl's big screen. A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back with Oscar-winning composer John Williams' score performed live to the films. Now, the concerts will be conducted by David Newman. Now, Newman is an Oscar-nominated composer for Anastasia, scoring over 110 films, and is a highly sought-after conductor leading orchestras throughout the world, including the New York Philharmonic, as well as the Los Angeles Philharmonic and the Royal Harmonic Orchestra, as well as many others, including the Orchestra in Berlin and many other places. Now, since the release of the first Star Wars movie over 40 years ago, the Star Wars saga has made a seismic impact on both cinema and culture, inspiring audiences around the world with its mythic storytelling, captivating characters, and of course the iconic music that was composed by the one and only John Williams. Now fans will be able to experience the scope and grandeur of the Star Wars saga in a live symphonic concert experience with the Star Wars film concert series beginning August 7th all the way through August 11th. Now it is taking place on that Tuesday, Friday, Thursday, and Saturday. Now, John Williams is known for scoring all eight of the Star Wars films, beginning in 1977's A New Hope. Now, the Star Wars film concert series is produced under a licensed agreement by Disney Concerts, and these continue to be very popular. They have done many of these in the past, including Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, Fantasia, Pixar in Concert, Frozen, Ratatouille, The Pirates of the Caribbean, and many others. And they continue to be very popular. But now, if you want to see Star Wars and you just happen to be in California, in Los Angeles, this is your chance to do it with the Star Wars concert series with A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Getting away from music, let's get into things that are artistic, animation, and so much more. And how about Jox Mueller's sharing his 40 years of animated cartoons, including Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Star Wars, and many others. That is right. Animation has always been Jock Mueller's life passion since, a, since he was a small kid. He wanted to draw cartoon characters and had seen on screen. He saw these. He wanted to mimic them. He wanted to do them. And for him, the screen was no longer a flat surface, but a window opening up to new worlds. And this is how he puts it in his all-new book, 40 Years of animated cartoons, which is published by Partridge Singapore. Now, in this autobiography, Mueller looks back at how he went from doodling on scrap pieces of paper to launching a career as a television animator, working mostly in France and Australia, but his career took a new turn when he began working on movies, first in London and then in the United States. He would go on to work on such blockbuster films such as Who Framed Roger Rabbit, come on, we all love that, Rocky and Bullwinkle, as well as Star Wars Episode One and becoming the first Frenchman to work for Disney and one of the most respected animators in the world. So he has a lot of firsts there. Now, from television movies, hand-drawn animation, and video games, all the way through Disney Studios, Warner Brothers, Lucasfilm, Electronic Arts, and more, Mueller hopes readers are thrilled from the behind-the-scenes adventures, including encounters with Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Paul Grimault, and more, as he shares his 40 years of animation experience. One of the excerpts he has here just really draws you in. This is something that you definitely want if you want to get this book. Here, listen to this. It says, I quickly became dissatisfied with my assistant status. I longed for something a little more creative as an animator on Roger Rabbit. So for two months, the workload doubled. 40 hours spent as an assistant, another 40 hours on my animation test. This in hope of getting a promotion. Now Don Hahn told me to stop. I was trying to make it a 30-second test. He showed the thing to Dick, and the following Monday in the morning, I had an extraordinary surprise to see that the master animator paying a visit to our wing. Yes, the assistant's wing. We had our own wing. He came up to me and said in a commanding tone, Jocks, pick up your things and follow me. You are an animator. 
What a recognition. It was as if I heard Christ himself telling the crippled, Jocks, pick up your bags and walk again. You are saved. This is a fantastic book, a great thing that you want to read. I love it. I have read it as well, and it is fantastic. So moving along here, let's get back into the galaxy far, far away one more time here. And how about heroes and villains launching Star Wars-themed apparel and accessories? Yes, all new Star Wars-themed apparel has come out, and I got to say, some of these I love, including the backpacks. Fans can now dive even deeper into the world's most iconic pop culture brands with Heroes and Villains premium apparel and accessories line, designed with precision to commemorate the authenticity of Star Wars that act as extensions of the fandom world. Now, many of these are great, and they did debut at the San Diego Comic-Con. Now, the entire apparel and accessories line is inspired by the legendary Battle of Endor, and they have hats, wallets, backpacks, uh, t-shirts, dress shirts, you name it. There's a 26-piece collection that includes all of these things and more, including the Tempest Force, the Star Wars Collection, Endor Commando, Ewok, or as well, many villains as well. As they've put it, our collection embodies bold, daring designs that redefine personal expression. The Battle of Endor is a fan favorite and allowed us to create a range of functional clothing and accessories we hope all Star Wars fans will appreciate. So, Heroes and Villains, check it out, heroesandvillains.com. Definitely fantastic clothing line. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I am going to wrap things up here. I'm going to close it out here for a little bit because we have a lot of fun things. As I mentioned, I am outside. I am here in the sun. We're enjoying some stuff here. I have the creek going behind me, so hopefully you can hear it. I'm not sure if you can. So if my voice sounds a little bit different, it's because I'm not in the studio. I am remote. I am out in the wild and having fun getting ready to get Freaky Friday this weekend. So we have a lot of fun things lined up. We have Ricky He, who plays Ellie's best friend in the all-new Disney Channel musical version of Freaky Friday, the fourth incarnation from Disney of this film on TV and in theaters, as well as he's part of Arrow, Trial and Error, and so much more. We also have the D-team stopping in. That's right, we have Dominic, Frank, Michael, Jamie, Trisha, as well as Alexa and Charles, and so much more. So before I release the reins here to the D-team, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel, and Castle and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, character interactions, you name it, they're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process, and treat you like family. They're 100% free to use, as well as bilingual agents to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, as I'm going to release strains here to the D-team, I'm outside, I hear the birds chirping and so much more. So because I hear these birds in the trees, I have the brook going by. You know what? Let's release the reins here for show number 215 for the week of August 2nd, 2018. And how about a little bit of Tiki Room? With an earshot, listen to me. This is your friend Wayne Brady. I tell everybody about one place you need to go. It's called the Tiki Room. We got parrots, macaws, everybody. Everything that fly under the sun. Everybody welcome. It doesn't matter if your man's a fowl. You take flight, take flight, take wing. Take flight, take flight, now sing. Welcome to a tropical hideaway. You lucky people, you. You know you're lucky now. If we weren't in the show starting right away, we'd be in the audience too. <laughs> oh. In the Tiki, 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 Tiki Room. Sing words and the flowers grow in the ticky 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 room. All the birds sing words and the flowers grow in the ticky 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 room. Come on, get now. Now if you 
and fly like a bird. The boys in the back, they are calling the cars because of the claws. No, because they're my cars. A fine feathered friend is a jolly toucan, and two can sound better than one toucan can. The bird of paradise is an elegant bird. It likes to be seen and it loves to be heard. Most little birdies will fly away, but the tiki room birds are here every day. In the tiki 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 room, in the tiki 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 room, all the birds sing words and the flowers bloom. In the tiki 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 room, in the tiki 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 room, in the tiki 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 room, all the birds sing words and the flowers bloom. In the tiki 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 room. Tiki room of the magic kingdom. Me walking through the room, there was a sound that me heard. See, me look around the room and me see lots of birds. Jose in the corner and they sit frisk. Come Mr. Pierre, now he loves it. Yes, there's a Michael Yahu Zazu. All them birds, you know how they do. Oh. In the tiki 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 room. In the tiki 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 room. All the birds sing words and the flowers bloom. In the tiki 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 room. In the tiki 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 room. I hope you enjoy your stay here at the Tiki Room. Please, no flash photography. It might make the birds angry. No one wants to make the birds angry. Tiki Room. Not at least while they're over your head. Well, hello to all you D heads. Mike here in the Magic Kingdom for another installment of In Walt's Footsteps. And this installment is going to bring us right here to Adventureland and home to the Enchanted Tiki Room. Now the attraction, first we're going to talk about the origins because when we talk about Walt, we have to talk about Disneyland, not just Disney World. So the attraction originally opened in Disneyland June 23rd, 1963 and was the first to feature audio animatronics technology which was developed by WED Enterprises and which would become Walt Disney Imagineering as we know it today. And it was a patent invention of WED Enterprises. The attraction was sponsored by United Airlines for its first 12 years. But in 1976, the sponsorship passed over to Hawaii's Dole Food Company, which remains the sponsor to this present day. Dole also provides the unique Dole Whip soft serve frozen dessert sold at snack bars near the entrance or here at Disney sold at the Aloha Isle. Anybody else want a Dole Whip? Because I'm kind of wishing I had a Dole Whip now. The show was originally going to be a restaurant featuring audio-animatronic birds serenading guests as they dined. The quote-unquote magic fountain at the room's center was originally planned to be a coffee station. And there's actually still a storage compartment within the base of the fountain. And the restaurant would have shared its kitchen with the now-defunct Tahitian Terrace in Adventureland and the Plaza Pavilion restaurant at the corner of Main Street, USA since all three are actually part of the same building. Since ownership of the attraction was separate from the rest of the park, a nominal admission charge of 75 cents was charged to guests. Because computers have played a central role in the attraction since its inception, Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room was also Disneyland's first fully air-conditioned building. Can you imagine going to the Tiki Room and not having AC? Yikes. It houses a, a Hawaiian-themed musical show hosted by four like macaws, whose plumage matches the flags of their implied countries of origin. 
Jose is red, white, and green and speaks with a Mexican accent. And he was voiced by Disney legend Wally Bogue. Michael is white and green with an Irish Bogue. Pierre is blue, white, and red and has a French accent. And red, black, and white Fritz has a German accent whose voice was provided by another Disney legend and a personal favorite of mine because I'm a Haunted Mansion kid at heart, Thorough Ravenscroft. Controversy over the use of nationalism associated white rather than gold and yellow was, has led counter anti-Semitic groups to press for a change in Fritz's color, a change in the character to the representation of another country, or a wholesale abandonment of the national representative theme of flag-based color schemes and stereotyped accents. Now, the main birds have changed color over the years. In 1965, the four host birds had almost identical plumage of white, green, and yellow, and blue. The four macaws, as well as the other birds, are plumed with real feathers, with the exception of chest plumage. The chests are covered in custom-woven cashmere, which allows the figures to breathe in a lifelike manner. The choice came quite by accident, actually. In a planned meeting, Harriet Burns noticed a cashmere sweater that Walt Disney was wearing, which moved at the elbows exactly the way the Imagineers envisioned. So let's hop from California to where we stand right now in the Magic Kingdom at Disney World, which the Disney World version of Enchanted Tiki Room is a virtual identical copy of the show, but it was called originally called the Tropical Serenade and was installed here at Magic Kingdom when the park opened in 1971. Although accompanied by a new pre-show, the main show was the same. Tropical Serenade was eventually renamed the Enchanted Tiki Room and replaced in 1998 with the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management. And it featured Iago from Aladdin and Zazu from The Lion King. On January 12, 2011, a small fire broke out in the attic of the attraction. The uh, Iago anim uh, audio animatronic figure was severely damaged in the blaze and it was announced at Disney's D23 Destination D Walt Disney World 40th Anniversary Conference that the attraction was refurbished and returned to the original show format. The attraction reopened on August 15, 2011 as Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room and was reinstated as a slightly edited version of Disneyland's original show. So next time you're here in the Magic Kingdom, I think a lot of people walk by the Enchanted Tiki Room because... It's not a ride. It's a show, but really, I wish people would stop and, and pay, this, pay this attraction a little bit more love and attention because it's attractions like this that have set up the basis and have set up the progress of the audio animatronic as we know it. I said this about Carousel of Progress a few shows ago, but without the audio animatronics that you find in the Enchanted Tiki Room, you wouldn't have audio animatronics like you see with the Navi Shaman in uh, Pandora's Navi River Journey, or even the you know the more updated ones like you see with the Auctioneer or the now defunct Redhead in Pirates of the Caribbean. Without these foundation audio animatronics, you don't have the audio animatronics we think of today. But thank you guys for joining me here on this episode of In Walt's Footsteps. Hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend, and I will see you next time. But as for me, I'm off to get a Dole Whip. See ya. It's kind of a cute story. <laughs> uh, basically, they were getting ready to redo Adventureland. And someone came up with the idea, well, maybe we should have a little restaurant. So we had our first meeting with Walt, and there was only five of us in the meeting. 
And Walt just said, well, I think it's a Tahitian area, so we should have some little, well, kind of a little tiki room in there. So John Hench was in the meeting, and they asked John to do a little rendering of what a little tiki room might look like. And Walt took one look at it, and he says, well, John, you've got birds in uh, cages there. And, and John said, yeah. And he said, well, you can't have birds in cages. He said, because they'll poop in the food. And John said, oh, no, no, Walt, Walt, no. He says, they're not real birds, they're stuffed birds. And Walt said, no, Disney doesn't stuff birds, John. And John said, no, they look like they're stuffed birds, but they're little mechanical birds. And then one of the other fellows in the meeting said, well, you know, we could probably get the, the birds to chirp to each other. Hey, Michael, mi amigo, pay attention, it's Joe time. Actually, the Tiki Room was the first audio-animatronic show that was ever made. Audio-animatronics? Right, audio-animatronics. Audio for sound. See, and electronically animated by sound. Walt turned to me and said, Rolly, if people are standing outside, they've got to have something to kind of occupy them. Why don't you come up with some ideas of some tikis that might talk to the people out there? My name is Maui. Natives call me the Mighty One. I sculpted probably 70% of all the tikis in the tiki room, the pre-show tikis. And then I did the uh, fountain, I did the bird mobile that comes out of the ceiling with all the birds on it. The beautiful thing about it was that uh, we had the whole show designed and ready to be put into Disneyland and Walt said, this is too good for a restaurant. We won't have it as a restaurant, we'll make it as an attraction. So that's what started the Tiki Room. Woody's Roundup, right here every day. Woody's Roundup, come on, it's time to play. There's Jessie the Oatland Cowgirl. He's a smart Beat the old prospector And Woody the man himself Of course it's time for Woody's roundup He's the very best He's the rootin'est, tootin'est cowboy In the wild, wild west John Morris, Andy from the Toy Story Trilogy, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Get ready to play big. It's the all-new Toy Story Land. Opening June 30th at the Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, heads. This is Alexa coming at you again with this week's episode of Disney Parks in 5. So, I've been 
so sick or so busy when we actually have a show that it's been so long since we have had a Disney Parks and Five segment. So I am so excited and we have so much to cover, like a lot of, a lot of really cool things. So starting off in Walt Disney World, one of the biggest things I haven't talked about yet is Toy Story Land, the opening of Toy Story Land. Oh my gosh, right? Toy Story Land opened only maybe a month and a half ago? Oh no, maybe it was two months ago now. That's, we're really, I'm really behind. Um, apparently, it is just so cool, so awesome. I think what I like the most are the huge, huge props, characters, um, and sets. Like, the giant Jesse and the giant Rex and giant Woody. I love, I love all of it, and I can't wait to see it. Also, it was just announced that this year's Epcot International Festival of the Arts will stretch from January 12th to February 19th, which is going to allow guests to experience art and action events, art seminars, professional workshops, culinary delights, and much more. They also just announced, this is so cool, they also just announced that there will be a Rivers of Light dessert party coming, when will it come? Okay, it will take place on select nights starting Monday, August 6th, 2018. You can start making reservations already today. It does cost, obviously, so you'll have to look at the Walt Disney World website for that. Um, it says, with this new dining experience, you can add a sweet ending to your day by enjoying a beautiful buffet of Disney's Animal Kingdom-themed desserts, snacks, and drinks before enjoying VIP views of Rivers of Light. We'll start by checking in 60 minutes prior to the main show at the Rivers of Light Asia Viewing Area Terrace, located across from Expedition Everest. Here you'll enjoy house-made desserts, snacks, specialty alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages, iced tea, lemonade, and water. When the show is about to start, head down to the VIP sitting area where you'll enjoy exceptional views of Rivers of Light. So that sounds super, super cool. And then another thing that happened this week, which is super cool, at this year's Daytime Emmy Awards, the award for Outstanding Directing Special Class was presented to director Jay Hatcher, part of the broadcast production team at the Walt Disney World Resort. Disney's Broadway Hits was also honored with an Emmy category of Outstanding Sound Mixing. This spectacular show was a result of the long-standing collaboration with Jay and his team at Disney Parks Live Entertainment and Jeff Lee at the Disney Theatrical Productions in New York. Which is super cool. I mean, who was really surprised that the Disney Park shows were going to get an award? But like, that's still super, super awesome. Okay, moving on to Disneyland. The other huge thing that I haven't gotten to talk about yet is Pixar Pier and Pixar Fest. Like, there's also huge stuff that we're missing. The Incredicoaster and all of Pixar Pier replaced Paradise Pier and opened earlier this summer. I think it actually, I might be wrong, it might have opened the exact same day that Toy Story Land opened. So, I actually haven't been yet, but I am so pumped to go. But I have watched some of the stuff on YouTube. Oh my gosh, it looks so cool. The Incredicoaster looks phenomenal. Um, the rest of the pier looks fantastic. And um, let me know if you've seen it. 
Oh, this is fun. The Disneyland Resort cast members row on with annual canoe races tradition and other exclusive experiences. So it looks like, I haven't read the article yet, it looks like cast members at Disneyland have an annual Davy Crockett canoe race across the rivers of America. Let me see. Being a cast member at the Disneyland Resort is a special experience with a long and rich history of traditions and exclusive opportunities that are unlike anything else. However, ask any cast member who's worked here for several decades what the must-do cast-exclusive event is, and nearly all will tell you without hesitation, it's the canoe races. That is so fun. Back after a two-year hiatus to accommodate work on Rivers of America, the the canoe races remain a popular part of the cast member experience for veteran and new cast alike, with nearly 70 teams, that's fun, from around the Walt Disney Company rising er early for the pre-park opening dash around the river. That is so much fun. That's a cool thing. I actually have never heard of that. I have written several Disney books and I've never heard of that. Speaking of my Disney books, they are Disney Tell Your Disney 1001 Facts, Rumors, and Myths about the Disneyland Resort, and then I have two Walt Disney World ones by the same name. You can check them out on Amazon. Anyway, back to the show. Ooh, the Disney California Adventure Park in um, what I believe... Let me look. Yeah, it's the theater that is in... The Hollywood backlot area, right next to Monsters Inc., they are celebrating a Pixar Shorts Film Festival where they just showcase a bunch of Pixar shorts, which is so fun. And it's probably part of Pixar Fest. I mean, that makes sense. Duh, Alexa. Another cool thing says Disneyland Resort welcomes girls who code to experience the magic. Disneyland Resort invited 22 high school students from the Girls Who Code Summer Immersion Program this week for a glimpse at the technology behind the magic at Disney Parks, including the all-new Play Disney Parks app. That is so cool. After a special demonstration to learn how the app's games and experiences were created, the group enjoyed the playset party game together in the queue of Toy Story Mania. Girls also learned more about how machine learning has been used to make magic for guests in our parks around the world that is so cool i didn't even know that was a thing that girls who code thing but that is so awesome this has been a really cool week you guys thanks for listening be sure to email me at alexa that's alexa at disradio.com you can also find me on my social medias they are titled theme park author alexa you can also find me on youtube my youtube channel is theme park author thanks again for listening and i'll see you next time for more disney parks and fun
summer at the Magic Kingdom, Mickey's Starland. At Epcot Center, it's Captain EO in 3D. The exciting Body Wars ride. The Fury of the Maelstrom. And now, the Disney MGM Studios theme park with Star Tour. The Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. And the Muppets. The Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. What a year to be here. Who let the dogs out? Hello everyone, this is Dominic and welcome to another edition of Disney Short Leash. If you are new to the segment, a short leash isn't what they use to rope off the ticket line to see Solo. No, the short leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacation when they are short on time or short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. This week I'm going to talk about a silly phenomenon that I keep on seeing creep up online. It's something that seems like a fun adventure to do at Disney. It also seems to be the perfect short leash idea. It's the challenge of doing four parks in one day. I totally get the spirit of this idea. You get up early and you hop from one park to another until you've done all four. What a short leash accomplishment. In one day you've traveled to all four parks and you've seen it all. Except you haven't. Honestly, this is one of the dumbest trends in Disney vacationing. This plan makes almost no sense whatsoever. These parks are not made for a quick sample. They are two to three day parks each. These are the places where even if you really know what you're doing, it could take you 40 minutes to stand in one line, ride an attraction, and just get to the next one. Just trying to get yourself from one park to the next could take the better part of an hour, so you're burning a quarter of your day just in transit. And how much are you actually going to see in this Ford park-a-day debacle? I don't get the point of this idea at all. It's not like running the marathon or being there for food and wine or just taking part of something. There's no accomplishment here. You have spent money to spend three hours on a bus. Avoid this trend. Do not spend all of your time and effort finally getting to Disney World only to barely be able to do anything when you're there. Financially, to pull this off, a one-day park hopper ticket costs you $174. That's 45% of the cost of a four-day single park ticket. So I'm spending almost half my ticket cost to ride the bus and play gate tag instead of just taking a day and enjoying the park unencumbered by the need to accomplish the world's biggest vacation non-achievement. Now, not to be a negative Nancy, can I find a reason to do a four-park and one-day marathon? Yes, I guess. Here are some examples. When would this ever make sense? How about doing it as a kid choice day? On a long 10-day trip, we let our three kids plan a day each. They pick the parks and the restaurants, and they lead. Why? Well, we have seven other days. That's plenty of time to drag them around on what was a veiled vacation the adults really wanted to take. However, if you're on a shorter trip, maybe the kid choice day isn't a day for each kid, but rather a day when you scurry around their favorite attractions across the entire property. I can see that as a reason to do four parks in one day. I can see my son wanting to go to Animal Kingdom to do something while my oldest would want to ride a roller coaster at Hollywood Studios, and my middle child would be all about the Magic Kingdom, and the miscongeniality that is Epcot might be a good place to find something to eat. Which brings me to my second stretch of a reason to ever try to attempt four parks in one day. Food. I could easily make a day, well certainly not my only day, or a day that's on a quick trip, but a day nonetheless, to eat at all four parks. 
an Animal Kingdom breakfast, followed by a lunch at Hollywood Studios, with a Magic Kingdom snack and an Epcot dinner, that would be a gluttonous way to enjoy four parks and literally flush away like $300 to $400 in 24 hours. And finally, a reason to do four parks in one day, how about if you're a local, a regular, an annual pass holder, someone who's there so often that maybe you just don't feel like doing many attractions. You've seen it all before and you're going to see it all again. And this is something for the bucket list. Honestly, that's why we did it. Yes, my hypocrisy only goes so far. Our family did the four parks in one day and it was just as stupid as I have reported. It was on a long trip and we saw people doing it online so we decided to try it. Kind of like the ice bucket challenge, except this one doesn't actually help anybody. After all, Disney World is filled with the try it once experiences that you think you have to do. And then you look back on it and check your wallet and maybe it didn't live up to the hype. We've all been there. For me, it was the Dole Whip. For my wife, it was the wedding night. Anyway, back to this misadventure. We hit Animal Kingdom and rode Everest and then left, which is almost too much time at Animal Kingdom. I kid, it's quickly becoming one of my favorites. We then went to Hollywood Studios for a while and walked from there to the boardwalk and then into Epcot. Yeah, there's actually a cool little walkway. You can do that. At Epcot, we rode both rides. See what I did there? Had something to eat, then hopped the monorail to get to the Magic Kingdom where we ended the night. I like this order because Animal at the time opened early and closed really early, so it was a good place to start, but a terrible place to end. I believe it was shutting down around 5pm. It was also the only park that is isolated. After getting to Hollywood Studios, we never needed a bus again. We could take the stroll to visit the boardwalk and get to Epcot, then we hopped the monorail to the Magic Kingdom. This cut down on the boat and bus waiting to get us from one place to another. The Magic Kingdom was also a great place to end because it's open latest and being so kiddie, many people had either gone home or were there just for the fireworks, making many of the attractions walk-ons. If you're still thinking about doing this because you really, really need that Facebook post, check park times, take advantage of extra magic hours if available, and start at the place that opens their list and end at the place that closes last. Strategically, plan some fast passes and then you're all set. Because attempting this silly adventure that is a total waste of time and money with no upside, well, that is shortleash, people. I hope you've completely ignored this tip. Unless you realize this entire segment was actually about avoiding this Harlem shake of a fad. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, or even your own shortleash tips at dominic at disradio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at disradio.com. I also can be found on the internet. You can find me at WDW Plantoons and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDW Plantoons or by visiting Plantoons.com. Well, folks, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Mom, your life is a cakewalk. I got this. I got this. I can see what to do for me to be you. I got this. I'll bake stuff, I can fake like I make stuff like you. I'll have a laugh, half my coffee, half calf, and then yell at the staff on your behalf. I got this, yeah, I got this. Put a stick up my butt, be quick to say, what's that? Not this. I'm perfection, I don't need your direction at all. Call me a slob or a slackerish blob, I can act like a snob and fool that. You can see what it means to have a job. I'll go to school. I got this. Yeah, I got this. Do my hair with some care. I'll print and prepare. I got this. I'm really
just like me, a community of learners, really, how hard could it be? Now listen up, you hunters. Here's the rules and here's the deal. The list goes up online at nine, and then the hunt's for real. Don't schmooze for clues, 'cause I'll refuse. I only do what's right, 'cause I'm list master Adam, and my word is law tonight. Like him? Do I? No. You love him. Oh God! It's Savannah. I got this. I got this. I'm the queen of the hunt. You're green. You're a grunt. I got this. Supposed to be right now. I don't know. Hi, this is George Anthony Bell from Even Stevens, Grey's Anatomy, Gilmore Girls, and uh, you're listening to Disney on Demand. Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. How do you do, D heads? It's been a while, but it's Chaz here, and I'm back with the Hollywood Walk. This week, our guest is Ricky He. Now, if you're like me, that name probably is unfamiliar to you, but I have a feeling that this won't be the case for long. Ricky is currently breaking out in the world of Hollywood. After many supporting roles and background roles in 2016 on shows like The Flash and Wayward Pines, Ricky landed some supporting lead roles 
as Henry in the made-for-TV holiday movie Christmas Solo, and Josh in the Hallmark Channel movie A Gift to Remember. It is July, after all, so what better way to beat the heat than watch a Christmas movie? Go ahead and watch them. I'll wait. Are you back? Good, I'll continue then. Ricky's newest project is one that I'm looking forward to, and that is the upcoming Disney Channel musical feature, Freaky Friday. I know some of you are thinking, haven't I seen Freaky Friday before? And the answer is, probably, but not this one. This is the fourth theatrical adaption of the classic Mary Rogers book. The other three had mother-daughter pairings of Barbara Harris, Jodie Foster, Shelley Long, and Gabby Hoffman, or Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. This one will have the mother-daughter pairing of Heidi Blickenstaff and Cozy Zulsdorf. Unlike the prior three adaptions, this one will be based on the stage production that is based on the others. Think Matthew Broderick's and Nathan Lane's The Producers instead of Gene Wilder's and Zero Mostel's The Producers. Ricky will be playing the role of Adam, Ellie's 16-year-old best friend. Ricky is a triple threat, so expect to see his acting skills on display alongside dancing and listen for his musical skills to come into play, especially in what is sure to be the Disney Channel song of the summer, Go. If you haven't seen the other Freaky Fridays, you'll want to watch them before August 10th because this newest take hits the TV then. That's it for me this week. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to chat, my email is chaz at disradio.com. Up next is Jonathan with Ricky. I'll be back soon with another edition of The Hollywood Walk. Until next time, don't just fly, soar. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, whether that's the big screen, the small screen, and many other places, many times people are belting out songs, they're belting out music, they're, you know, putting you on trial and many other things. And with us here this week is somebody that knows about all of those things. He's from the upcoming all-new DCOM special on Disney Channel, Freaky Friday, the musical based on the musical that uh, just recently wrapped last year as well, and now it's made into a DCOM movie. He's also part of Trial and Error and many other things. We have Ricky He here. Welcome to Diz Radio. How you guys doing? Hi. Oh, it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, you know, Freaky Friday, this is the fourth incarnation of the Disney's version of Freaky Friday. So, you know, we're, we're excited to talk about this one because this one's slightly different. But before we jump into that, the one thing I always love to ask about, and I know all of our listeners are knowing when to do it, is what led you down the road of wanting to become an actor as a career? Um, so that actually, that's a, that's a tricky one to answer because I think as a kid, you know, the, the cliche answer is always, I, I've always kind of known as a kid growing up, but at the same time, really, I had gone through a phase after, at the end of high school in my senior year where I kind of just abandoned that altogether. You know, I kind of figured I'd, I'd be a good kid. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd find a real career. I get into business school and, uh, and, and, and really, and, and try to just, um, stray away from the acting. But, uh, what ended up happening was, uh, in my first year of university, uh, I went to a John Legend concert, of all things. Um, huge John Legend fan, and I remember standing there, uh, and there was a moment where I, I, I stood out there, uh, looking out, and I was just like, wow, this is, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be a performer, I want to be an entertainer, I want to be an artist, I want to be a, you know, I want to, I want to make music, and, 
it was actually at that exact concert where I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna become an actor. And the funny thing is, um, that concert was at the Vancouver Orpheum, which is this old theater, uh, but also a theater that we shot at for Freaky Friday. Um, it's where we did the finish line of the hunt. Very cool. Well, you know, and it's one of those moments too, then where you're like, this is it. This is the direction. I guess then what was it like when you, uh, you know, I guess started announcing this to your friends and family saying, all right, I want to shift directions. This is what I want to do. Were they uh, open arms saying, follow your dreams? Or were there some people going, why? <laughs> oh, well, so growing up in an Asian Canadian family, that's definitely uh, the latter is definitely the reaction that I got was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you thinking? Um, in fact, I actually, for a really long time, I didn't even, you know, really tell my parents or, or anybody and none of my friends. I just kind of, uh, after that John Legend concert, I went home and I literally sat down and I Googled how to become an actor, you know, like how, how to, how to work in, in movies and TV. And, uh, one of my kind of secret goals was at that point to, um, pursue the acting on the side while I'm finishing, uh, university and then, Maybe hopefully one day I'll be, you know, I'll have a tiny part in a movie or something like that. And I'll, I'll ask my dad, but hey, dad, you want to go see this movie? You know, we sit down, we go to the theater, we watch it. And then suddenly it's like my face on there. That was kind of, kind of one of my goals. And it still is. I mean, if I, if I book something juicy, I'm going to, I'm going to bring my dad there without telling him I'm working on it. <laughs> Well, you know, and with that, too, I guess, you know, jumping into that, um, as I mentioned, you know, DCOM, Disney Channel Original Movies, always a big thing. Everybody loves them. And I already mentioned this version of Freaky Friday is the fourth incarnation of Freaky Friday for Disney. Now, it's not a remake, as many people are thinking, because it's based off of the musical, which is, you know, really based a lot closer off the book. I guess with that, what made you land this role, you know, want to try out for it? And did you have a chance to actually catch the musical when it was running so you kind of knew what you were in for? Um, so, that, I mean, that's a great question because uh, you're right. Like, it's, it's, it's not necessarily a remake of uh, any of the films. I think most people attribute it to uh, the 2003 film uh, with Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. But it is a adaptation of the, the, the Broadway show, which... Um, Kind of took elements out of out of the best parts of of all of it. So from the actual book, from uh, the 1976 version, the 2003 version, it kind of took the best aspects of all of them and and just tried to make it uh, a fun uh, reincarnation of, of 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 you know that timeless story of, of a mother and daughter switching bodies. I personally didn't get to catch um, the show while I was running. Uh, I heard so many great things about it, though, that when I finally got a chance to read for it, uh, I was immediately attached to the story because, first of all, what a cool and like, like endlessly intriguing story, right? It's a, it's, it's, it talks about family, it talks about relationship, but also the, the coolest part of it is it's, it's fresh, right? It's, 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 it's adopting the generational culture that we're currently living in, right? Uh, the, the way that I grew up as a teenager. It's vastly different from um, a kid growing up in high school now. You know, uh, it's a it's a very interesting retelling of a very timeless story. Well, you know, and with that, like you said, it is one of these, it's one of those stories that can continue to move forward, you know, from that 76 version, then it was in a, uh, you know, a Disney Channel original movie again, then it was the Lindsay Lohan edition, each time, you know, with a lot of popular themes from the era. And with that, this is going to do it too. And of course, 
it's music. You got to have the music. You got to have the fun. And you're playing Adam, which is Ellie's best friend and, uh, you know, basically full of musical, uh, I guess, qualities. And of course, you play music as well, which you can talk about that a little bit uh, later. But with that, with the music and the the energizing of it, was it hard to get into the mindset of a musical instead of just filming, you know, a standard role on screen? Um, so for sure. I mean, the first, the first uh, ever big supporting lead role I ever booked was not necessarily, not necessarily a musical, but also kind of, uh, he was a character that had musical elements to him. He, he, he loved to sing. And so, um, in regards to Freaky Friday, I was, I'll be honest, I was extremely nervous stepping into it because, like you said, there's a whole new element to this movie now, right? There's a whole new element to, to shooting this film that I personally was not familiar with. Uh, but we were so lucky with our director, Steve Carr, um, who's directed, you know, Daddy Daycare, Paul Blart, Mall Cop. And, and prior to that, he had worked with a ton of talented musicians. I'm talking about, you know, anywhere from like Lauren Hill to like Nas. Um, and so we really kind of got the best of both worlds. Um, this, this like experienced veteran director who has done um, music videos before, but also done feature films. And so he really wanted, we really wanted to make um, Freaky Friday not seem like um, a surreal musical experience. Um, more that the music and the songs and the dance numbers were happening alongside from the story, if that kind of makes sense. You know, there's no detachment from um, you know, the songs being played now, so it, it's, it's, you know, this is its own thing. No, it's, it's going along with the storytelling and it's a part of the movie and it's embedded in there. And that's why playing Adam was so fun because, um, I got to really experience his kind of emotional art from, you know, this teenage angst and, and dealing with, with Ellie who he's completely infatuated by, uh, but still trying to keep his cool and her doing the same. So really cool. Well, and like you said, it's one of those where it's going to be seamless. It seems like it's part of the same world, not that they're just jumping into a song. Now, I guess with that, you know, being on set and doing this, um, was there that excitement and I guess that, uh, I guess that kind of energy with everybody on set that you're doing this new take, this new fun. And of course, you know, being part of a decom because they always become these big hit summer blockbusters for Disney. Oh, so much excitement. I mean, from the moment we, from the moment that, um, from the moment I booked the job to the moment that we started rehearsing it, it was kind of this, this, um, altogether like surreal package, you know, that, that I, I couldn't believe that it's really happening. And so, you know, we had re- rehearsed for weeks before we actually went to camera and started shooting it. And one of the first numbers we rehearsed was Biology, uh, which is a part of the musical and also a part of the original Broadway musical and, uh, now the movie. And, the whole process just seemed like a dream. And then when we finally went to camera and we started to shoot it, uh, we were on set. This is our first time seeing um, the biology classroom and none of it, you know, felt real. This, it, it all felt like, wow, this is, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm pinching myself. It's time to wake up. Like this can't be real. And so now leading up to the premiere, um, kind of that same thing of, of, you know, still pinching myself, waiting for myself to wake up from this dream, but but it's it's happening and it's real and it's extremely exciting. Well, you know, and like you said too, it's one of those where you're waiting for, you know, the I guess the dream to wake up. Now with that, um, have you had a chance to see a final cut of the film yet or are you guys still waiting for your own premiere? 
<laughs> we have, actually we did, we had a private screening here in Vancouver, um, just with uh, some of the Vancouver casting crew. Um, you know, a lot of, we're very fortunate that we managed to find a lot of Canadian talent, myself included, uh, in in this movie. And because of that, we were allowed to really uh, kind of stay as a close-knit group because when our L.A. counterparts, our, our, our other castmates, came down, we all got to hang out and we all got to take them around the city. And so, yeah, we, we, we did a private screening here, uh, and we actually... Uh, FaceTimed in with Cozy, Cozy Wolfsdorf and we kind of watched it. We kind of like, like video chatted her afterwards and she was losing her mind for us. She was so happy for us. Now, I guess uh, with that too, like you said, you, you had a chance to see a final cut. Now, when it comes to the Disney Channel, one of the big things that happens is your face will be plastered everywhere, especially being, you know, the best friend of Ellie, uh, that kind of thing. Are you ready for all that, uh, I guess the, I'm not going to say crazy, but over the top fans that will really love and dig this film? Are you ready for that kind of barrage of people to start emailing you saying, I love Adam, he's the character I relate to? Yeah. Um, that's funny because, uh, one of the, one of the people that, one of the people that I really look up to is, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, and all my friends know that it's no secret. And, you know, he has this sense of groundedness about him, you know, and that's something that I, I really try to take away from and and kind of embed on my own career and my own personality. I think um, I've been very fortunate to be surrounded by a very uh, supportive but also very realistic group of friends and family, and I don't know, I don't know, I you know, I, 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 I can't really, I can't really tell you until it happens, you know, it... Uh, I'm gonna try my I'm gonna try my best, but I you know like you said Disney fans we can get a little we can get a little excited and a little crazy. And I, I'm also excited and crazy to see how that can happen and play out. <laughs> and now with the film too, you know because it is this uh, you know great uh, musical, of course, the musical adaptation of that Broadway show. Uh, is there one song or one track that is your absolute favorite that you can never get out of your head? Oh man, there's so many. There's so much great music in this movie, uh, but not two. Um, the first one is uh, is is the song at the uh, is the, at the end of the movie um, that uh, Cozy sings, and oh my, that is that is one of the songs that constantly like brightens my mood and makes me happy. The other one is the uh, song Go, which actually happens alongside the Hunt, uh, which is kind of the thing that Adam organizes for the students to be able to participate in. Um, and The Hunt was the first song that I had to learn uh, for my final audition for Freaky Friday. And <laughs> the the funny thing is, when I did uh, go with the audition, I actually butchered it. I did not do it very good at all. I was I, I had a day to learn it. I flew in from Vancouver. I was listening it to on loop uh, uh, on, on, the, on the plane ride there. And I thought I had it, and the moment I walked in, I was like, nope, I don't have it. And I just completely uh, butchered it. But ironically, that song is about going to a place that you've never gone to, and that song is about um, getting out of your comfort zone and trying new experiences and being in new places and seeing the world, which this whole uh, Freaky Friday experience feels like. And uh, why, it's why I'm so glad to say that it's, it's like the Disney Channel Go Summer Jam, because... Uh, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of 
imparts that on, on, on the, on the youth, right? It's like, you know, go outside, be adventurous, experience the world, experience summertime and, and, and go and have fun and see things that you haven't seen before. Well, definitely. Like you said, it's one of those where it took you out of your own comfort zone. And then, of course, it, it's, it rings true in the lyrics of it. And that's true for anyone, any age that's going to be watching this film. Now, you know, aside from Freaky Friday, because you've done many other things, of course, you also have Trial and Error that you're part of, which great, funny show. Uh, how did you get involved with Trial and Error? You know, that spoof crime documentary kind of series? I don't know. It's, it's hilarious. You know, you can't go wrong when you have, you know, a supporting cast like John Lithgow a part of it. Oh yeah, I mean, and that, and and also, I mean, Christian Chenoweth, Broadway legend, and just so multi-talented. Um, Jim Mays, Nicholas D'Augusto, and actually also um, Joel uh, plays our judge, which uh, you, I think you guys have done an interview with him before. He's phenomenal, such a great mentor as well, and uh, I really, I, I kind of got in touch with this project and. I immediately was drawn to it because, wow, like, I, uh, am such a huge fan of Parks and Rex, The Office, uh, just anything mockumentary, uh, that I, I was like, this is, this is the one. I have to do this. I'll take any part in this. I want, I want to be a part of it. So I got really lucky and I, I play, uh, I play, uh, Tyler Gret, who's an assistant to Jayma Mays' character, Carol Ann Keene. And together she puts me through the ringer. She really, she, she, she makes me work for it because I'm her intern and she, she makes sure I know that. <laughs> well, you know, and you're going from different uh, sides of the spectrum too. Here you're singing, you're dancing. And then in the next one, you're doing straight up, you know, sitting down at night, laughing out loud comedy. I mean, it, it is such a great different pace, you know. Uh, now, filming that show and, you know, being part of that gig, you know, uh, you know, being part of Trial and Error, is that one of those shows where your family and friends uh, are going to sit down now and they're just going to be cracking up alongside you? Are you, are you that confident? Uh, yeah, I mean, Trial and Error is such a funny show. Like, I, it, it's one of those things where... When you're working on it and you're a part of it and you're on set for it, you know, you're laughing and you're like, you know, you're, you're, you're laughing so hard, your abs hurt, you know, everything. And, and you think to yourself, like, is it going to be that funny when it's on screen? And I watched the first two episodes last week and I'm so excited to see the next two episodes this coming Thursday. Uh, it's so funny, you know, and I think it's receiving, it's, it's, it's receiving really well right now with critics. Um, and it's just, it's, it's hilarious and, I definitely, that's one of the things, that's one of the projects where I can kind of like have my whole family sit down and watch because, uh, you know, because it's, it's just, it's just that funny. And that's the thing too is with, with Freaky Friday, I'm so proud to say that, you know, it's not just a kids movie, it, it really is a family movie, you know, it's, it's for everyone to, to watch together. And so I've just been very fortunate that my, all my projects leading up are things that I can proudly show my family and, and watch together with my friends as well. And so it definitely primed me for, for trial and error too, because I, I really got to practice my comedy chops on Freaky Friday and it helped a lot on trial and error. <laughs> now, you know, you're doing so many different things, of course. And, you know, in your personal life, you do a lot of things as well. And one of the things I loved when I was, uh, you know, kind of looking at your bio and that is I myself am a martial artist. You know, I practice Taekwondo and Hapkido and found out you do Muay Thai kickboxing. So how did you get involved with that? Because to me, I love a good, uh, you know, full out, uh, you know, battle in the ring. Oh, big time. I mean, so, 
Taekwondo and Hapkido are excellent, first and foremost. Wow, like that's props to you. That's very cool. I I actually started, um, you know, as a kid growing up, uh, as a Chinese kid especially, um, Kung Fu was really big in my life. And I had taken lessons here and there, but I, I was never consistent with it because I was just too hyperactive to, to, to learn all the forms. And uh, I got older, and Muay Thai was something that I had always wanted to try and do, but... Uh, I'm sure as you, you can sympathize, if there's something so intimidating and nerve-wracking about, I mean, trying something new uh, to begin with, but to get out of your comfort zone and, and to go into a martial arts gym. And so it really wasn't until my friend kind of dragged me there. It's like, well, you said you always wanted to try, right? I've been training at this gym. You should come try it. And so I went out and I did it. And I was really lucky that uh, at my gym that I still train it now, we're surrounded by people that are really nice, really open-minded, and they're not, you know, your typical mean, gritty, going into MMA gym, everyone's staring you down kind of thing. It's, they're very welcoming, and they really um, just showed me support and, and warmth, and so I, I got into it, and and I haven't looked back since. It's it's such a huge part of my life, and I started doing it maybe, I want to say, two and a half years ago, which is coincidentally when uh, my you know, my, the acting really started to kind of come together. I think it taught me a lot about discipline. It taught me a lot about self-improvement. Um, and it's kind of like Joe Rogan says, the great and powerful Joe Rogan says, you can't really trust anyone that's never been punched in the face. <laughs> That is true. I guess, you know, and like you said, it's one of those that teaches you discipline, you know, uh, self-control, of course, never giving up and all that kind of thriving. Now, you know, some of the other things you do, as you mentioned, you know, you you tend to play, you know, a couple of different roles where you had a musical background and, you you know, you can play the guitar and the piano. Uh, I guess, what's it like, you know, kind of going in there and, you know, something like Freaky Friday, you can actually, you know, more than somebody like myself, you can go in there and actually pull out some notes, things like that, and can relate to it a little bit better, I guess. So how did you get involved with, you know, playing music? and do you still play music? Well, John, first of all, I'm sure you're a very great singer. I'm sure you're good. I, you, know, you, you don't sell yourself short. I mean, I, I'm okay. I'm, I, I, I like to say that I am, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not bad at the piano and I'm much worse at the guitar. Like, I, I can play the guitar a little bit uh, and I can play the piano a little bit more than a little bit. That's, you know, and so I... Really, kind of around the same time I started doing the martial arts two and a half years ago was when I kind of decided, um, you know, music, which had always been such a component in my life and such a um, a big hobby of mine, I kind of decided, you know what, I'm going to commit more time into this and really try to master it and get a bit better at it. Um, and when that happened, again, simultaneously, the acting stuff started to take off a bit more. So that was, that was really great. And I got... Um, I think I just have been very fortunate to be surrounded by people that <clears throat> are supportive not only with the acting, but with the music as well. I've met a lot of talented producers, young producers, young singers, young musicians, young writers uh, around my age, and that has helped me marinate in the idea that, sorry, marinate in, in music and, and improve on it. And when the opportunity for Freaky Friday came out, it all just kind of aligned together. Very cool. Well, you know, and coming full circle like that, like you said, coming back to Freaky Friday, um, have you had a chance to watch, you know, not just the Lindsay Lohan version? Did you watch the original 76 version and, you know, kind of study uh, all the different eras or did you just tap out after Lindsay's? Oh, well, I grew up around the Lindsay Lohan version. And so uh, I grew up around the Lindsay Lohan version. I, I have watched the Jodie Foster one. I have watched the, the 95 one as well. Um 
my my only regret is I, I never got to watch the stage musical, which I'm sure I'll, I'll be able to see at some point. Um, but yeah, I, so I grew up on the Lindsay Lohan version, and um, there there are parallels in the writing to my character as Adam and Chad Michael Murray's character in the O3 version. And growing up being such a huge fan of him, it was really I had to really detach myself from thinking to myself I'm playing Chad Michael Murray because. I mean, that guy is a stud. What a handsome <laughs> man, right? I bumped into him at uh, at a mall here in Vancouver recently because I think he was shooting down here, and and you know I had a, I had, a, I had my fanboy moment. I had my, I couldn't tell him that I'm I'm playing basically the new him in the new Freaky Friday, but I. I Well, you know, I guess with that, you know, so many different things on the horizon, of course, coming in August, you know, premiering August 10th on the Disney Channel, you know, Disney's musical version, Freaky Friday, of course, everyone can check you out on Trial and Error right now, currently airing as well on NBC. I guess in closing here, is there anything you want to leave out there for anybody tuning in where either they're a fan of you already or they're just getting introduced to you? Is there anything you want to leave out there for all of our listeners? Uh, I would say... uh... You can you can check me out. Uh, basically, I mean, social media is so accessible now. You can find anyone on social media. So if you really are interested, hit me up on social media. Um, and uh, you can also catch me on the premiere, actually, the, the season premiere of uh, of Arrow in September, and also be in a, a Lifetime movie called No One Would Tell, also in September. Very cool. And you can't go wrong with Arrow, right? I know. Oh my goodness, what a cool show to work on! I got to work with Rick Gonzalez, childhood hero. Um, yeah, just unspeakably happy. <laughs> well, it was our pleasure having you stop in, Ricky, take this chance, talk with us, and I know we're going to be looking forward to Freaky Friday, the all-new Disney Channel original movie, Trial and Error, and so much more, and uh, wishing you the best of success in the upcoming you know, summer, fall, and in the future. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Great talking to you. Set all anatomies, a master of dissection, an expert chef who wields an expert knife. But still, I sense a gremlin in this system of perfection. There clearly are still mysteries to life. It's kingdom, phylum, class, and then it's order, family, genus. It all comes back to me like child's play. Then he leans over my shoulder there in all his long and leanness and cuts my harder knowledge clean away. I try to keep a focused mind and steady hand. But the rhythm of my heart is like a country western band. Check it. <laughs> Man. He's inert and inarticulate, a specimen of truant. And though we're both 16, he's much too, much young. too young. My amygdala is fully formed, my frontal lobe is fluent. Then pheromones go flexing with my tongue. That's totes amaze, I'm way impressed, like sweet technique. I'm like totally um, thanks. Good lord, now can't I even? Oh, my.
take a look at Ellie Blake She does the slap work great For Kermit there, he had no chance That girl is on my nerves today I better set her straight <laughs> It's fun to make a dead frog dance I never knew that Ellie Blake was such a science whiz She's smart, of course, so it makes sense But something's up with her today I don't know what it is She's like on fire She's so It's Frank, and boy, am I glad to be back here on Diz Radio. We took some time off during the summer, got some time to relax, enjoy the summer weather, did some fun activities, but now our batteries are recharged and the engines are running, so let's get right back into Disney's Quote of the Week. It is doubtful you'll find someone in the world today who isn't familiar with Walt Disney or hasn't been touched by one of his creations in some sort of way. Walt was perhaps one of the most influential creative minds of the 20th century, and for many, he represents a great source of inspiration and motivation. Walt speaks to the dreamer in all of us, and shows that with a little faith, trust, hard work, your wildest dreams can become a reality. Well, recently we just celebrated Disneyland's birthday, and it had me thinking, what was the inspiration, what was the motivation, the drive behind Disneyland? Well... Today's quote deals directly with that, and it comes from Walt Disney himself. The idea for Disneyland came about when my daughters were very young, and Saturday was always Daddy's Day with the two daughters. So we'd start out and try to go someplace, you know, different things. And I'd take them to the merry-go-round, and I took them different places, and I'd sit while they rode the merry-go-round, and did all these things. Sit on a bench, you know, eating peanuts. I felt that there should be something built where the parents and the children could have fun together. So that's how Disneyland started. Well, it took many years. It was a period of maybe 15 years developing. I started with many ideas, threw them away, started all over again, and eventually it evolved into what you see today at Disneyland. But it all started from a daddy with his two daughters, wondering where he could take them to where they could have a little fun with them too. Well, that's all the time I have this week, D-Heads. Great to be back. And remember, have a magical week. When a star is born They receive a gift or two One of them is this They have the power to make a dream come true When you wish 
upon a star makes no difference who you are anything your heart desires will come Your heart is in your dream No request is too extreme When you wish upon a star As dreamers do Is kind she brings to those who love the sweet fulfillment of their secret longing like a boat out of the blue. Steps in and sees you through when you wish upon a star, your dreams come That's all about to change. Because things are going to get a little freaky. Why am I in Anna's room? This isn't mine. Those aren't mine. That's definitely not mine. Walt Disney Pictures presents... So, you're in my body and I'm in your body. I'm old! I beg your pardon? Oh, I'm like the Crypt Keeper! Freaky Friday. Why don't we like... 
Yes, a jolt! Go! Coming soon to Disney DVD and video. I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all VD heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a fantastic romp. I want to extend a very special, magical thank you once again to Ricky He from Freaky Friday, debuting on the Disney Channel on August 10th, as well as Trial and Error. He's going to be on the season premiere of Arrow and so much more. Thank you, Ricky, once again for stopping in, chatting with us, and I see your career going above and beyond. I'd also like to extend a very special thank you to the D-Team, because without the D-Team, there would be nothing more than me rambling week in and week out. So I want to extend that thank you once again to Dominic, Charles, Alexa, Trisha, Jamie, Frank, and Michael all stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Without you, there truly would be no show. Remember, you can always connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Dot com And most of all, the most important one, I want to thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show. You are the reason we continue to come back at you every single week. For the last eight years, 215 shows, you are the reason we continue to keep the magic alive. So thank you, the D-Heads, for that. Now, next week, we're continuing on with the tail end of summer. We have some fun things lined up here, some great guests. And before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com that's dizradio.com d-i-z radio There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DizRadioShow. That's D-I-Z-Radio-S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. And if you want that mental health, that physical health, running, cycling, martial arts, you name it, you can also join the Diz Ninjas at DizNinjas.com and on Facebook as well. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, Diz Radio, that's D-I-Z Radio, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, magical, different kind of Disney show. And remember, if you want to stay connected instantly, this is the simplest way, the easiest way. You want the show as soon as it gets released, all you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio, search Disney Blue, Diz Radio, or Disney On Demand, Hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released right there on your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, the device of your choosing. You can get the show right away as it gets released. And if you can't remember any of this because I'm rambling on, I'm sitting here, I'm just talking a mile a minute, just go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. Dot com And there you can find all these links there as well. So all of you D-heads, with that out of the way, there is a lot of fun things going on here next week. We're continuing on with the tail end of summer. I've really enjoyed sitting here this week, hanging out by the river, outside, getting those last little bit of rays. Yes, you know, having the sun beat down, having that fun. And next week, we're going to take you into a realm that's slightly different. We're going to take you into that realm that is a little bit of voice, a little bit of description. A little bit of something where it's going to give you the most descriptive Disney movie you've ever heard. I'm going to leave it at that. So until next week, all of you D-heads, because we are at the tail end of summer, I want you to slow down, take time, and never neglect family for business. You can always make money. You can't always make memories. Make the magic happen. Make the miracles happen. And make the memories, most of all, happen. So until next week, all of you D-heads, sit back, have fun, make the memories, 
and have a fantastic weekend. Tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.